Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women. Their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere and the founder of SayItForward.org. And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on SayItForward.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. Today, we are grateful to have Linda Joy joining us from Southeastern Massachusetts. Linda is the storytelling guide and best-selling publisher at Inspired Living Publishing and publisher of the beloved Aspire magazine. Since 2010, through ILP's authentic storytelling model, over 260 women have overcome their writing blocks and embraced their inner storyteller to become best-selling authors while healing part of themselves in the process. Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, I'm grateful to be here. Love the work you're both doing in the world. Thank you so much, Linda. It is truly exciting to be talking with you today. You tell women that they deserve a life that aligns with the truth of who they are. How did you align with the truth of who you are? First, I had to come to face that I was not living an authentic life. I was living from the shoulds and have tos that I think we pick up from childhood until one day in my 30s, healing from a lot of wounds, I woke up and said, is this life the truth of who I am? Do I feel like I am showing up as my authentic self? And the answer was no. And that journey began 30 years ago of going, what does that mean? So for me to live an intentional full life is to be embodying the truth of who you are. So it took me a long time of shedding the shoulds, the have tos of the things I had always been doing and started going, what does my highest self want? What does my creative self want? And I believe me, I've been like an onion peeling those layers off for many years. So I know the work it takes. So what specifically do you suggest that women do to let go, to peel away those shoulds and have tos? Before we can shed the shoulds and have tos, we have to tap in and hear and build a relationship with our inner wisdom. I'm talking about that deep sense of self within that is so filled with wisdom. It has your highest and best uh, vision for your life. So I believe starting there and creating a relationship with your inner self is critical. And one of my favorite ways is journaling. And now there's all types of journaling, right? Sometimes we just put our thoughts in there and kind of puke on the page. Um, <laughs> and and which is which is cathartic. It's healing. I have been a journaler for, for decades. The type of journaling I'm talking about is a conversation with your sacred self. So I'll give you an example. Well, every time I make changes in my life, and I've made many because I am always following the yeses instead of the fears of the that little negative Nelly that plays in the background. Let's say one of our listeners is maybe struggling with a decision. Her inner guidance is pulling her one way. 
But that little internal voice that she is so used to listening to, like, you shouldn't go after that dream. Who are you to have this? Who are you to think you can do that? I wanted to have a conversation with her soul and with her fear. That was the most powerful two-step journaling process that I've ever done. So first I talked to the fear and I said, I honor your presence here. I want to hear what you have to say, because if we listen to those fears and not run from them and face them and have a conversation with them, guess what? They shrink. So I allow it. I allow everything to come up. And but I do it with love. I don't do it that 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 what's coming on the page is truth in any way. And then the second part, after I allowed my little girl, my inner critic to share her truth, I then speak to my higher self. And when I write that letter to my higher self and and have that dialogue, what happens every single time is I'm brought back into my own energy, my own essence, my own truth. That's like the number one tool that I've used and I keep tweaking is have a dialogue with the fear, have a dialogue with your inner wisdom. It is powerful. A lot of us run from our fears. We don't even want to look at them. We stuff them down. And what I discovered after 30 years is it takes more energy to hold something in like than it does to finally release that ball. You know, when you have a ball under the water, but when you just take your hands off, the release is beautiful. And that's what I've discovered in my life is it's worth doing the work to uncover the stories that are keeping us from living authentically, living intentionally. What was the moment where things changed for you and where you could see, I need to shift directions? I was a welfare mom, a high school dropout, a runaway, queen of self-sabotage, financial misfit. And when my daughter was about six years old, she's now 39 to give context, I was going through the darkest night of my soul, reliving childhood trauma, not even knowing that that had existed. And I was in a deep depression in spiral. And it came on pretty quick. It was a spring day in 91. I really was at the end of my rope and was contemplating not being here anymore, thinking that my daughter would be better off without me because I couldn't seem to get out of my own way. My mind knew what I wanted for a life. But there was layers there that I could not figure out. And again, memories of childhood trauma was coming up. So, of course, that's heavyweight. And the moment that shifted everything was that spring day. I was sobbing so hard that I had to pull over the car. And so I remember sitting there. My T-shirt is soaked. I'm pounding the steering wheel at the time. I had no connection to a higher power because I was so wounded. I was in my victim story. I was in my pain. And I didn't know any other way because that's all I knew. And here I was almost 30 years old, struggling. And so that day, all of a sudden, everything got still. Suddenly, I could feel a warm breeze. I remember still, it comes right back to me, fresh cut grass. Somebody was cutting their grass. And I had been purging to the divine. And I said, if it's going to be this painful, I can't be here. Mm -hmm. And I heard the following words, um, the truth of who you are was never touched as a child. The story you choose to tell yourself keeps you in the pain in victimhood. Now you'd think that was my first time hearing a strong voice. I believe it was my soul. And in that moment, there was such a stillness in the air, a peace. What resonated on such a deep level was the use of the word choice. And I was like, choice? I have a choice? And like suddenly, 
this energy was going through me and I found a Dunkin' Donuts napkin and I'm reaching my hand trying to find a pen and I started writing, (laughs) I want to feel love. I want to be able to love. I want to have trust in life. I want to have trust in people. I just focused two sides of that napkin, everything I wanted to experience that I felt like I didn't know how to experience. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, in just that hearing the choice, writing all that down, I was reconnected with something in myself that I never even knew existed because I had been so disconnected from it. That I know now, I didn't then, was the essence of who I am, right? The essence of who we all are. It was my soul's truth. It was my inner wisdom trying to guide me from the darkness. I was like filled with this new energy for life. Now, you're going to remember just 20 minutes ago, I was thinking of taking my life. Mm -hmm. And what happened then was I put the key in the ignition and started driving off Within, I think, 24 hours, someone gave me Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. Next thing you know, Marianne Williams in Return to Love, Wayne Dyer, they, um, Florence Scovel Shin, every kind of mindset and positive thinking books, they became my virtual mentors. Now, as a welfare mom, I, I couldn't afford books. I'd go to the library and like, please, you got to get this one. I started transforming my life from the inside out, all because of the pivotal moment about choice. I could choose my feelings. I could choose how I healed what was coming up because I went through some deep healing work. But that's the moment that put me on the path and prepared me now for the work I do, inspiring women to live from the inside out. So there's no accidents. I was being prepared for the work I was meant to do in the world, which I've been now doing for 17 years. And I believe life is filled with possibility um, that no matter what your past is, it does not define your future. Your current thoughts and and beliefs dictate your future. And that's such a powerful message I want all women to know because we carry a lot of shame and judgment for our pasts. And there's no need to. They made you the beautiful soul that you are today. I want to be who I am without all that stuff. I don't wish to erase any time of my life now. I can honestly say that. There are times when we start changing that the people around us are so used to us that it either makes them feel uncomfortable or they just don't want to accept the fact that we're making different choices. And so I want to ask you, did you have to confront people like that in your life? And if you did, how did you stand in the truth of who you are and not really define yourself by what you once were? It's It's such a great question because I think a lot of women stay where they are, whether it's a relationship, a job, a friendship, based on shoulds and have tos, and based on old paradigms of this is what's expected of me. So as I change, I did notice one thing. As I committed, and I mean, I fully committed because I want to be the role model for my daughter. And at that time, I was struggling, right? I committed to personal and spiritual development. But that doesn't mean the people in our life are on that same path. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be honest, at the beginning, I'd be like, come with me. What they hear is, I'm not good enough as I am. Mm -hmm. So then that became an energy. And then as I dove deeper into my spiritual journey, I realized, wait, just as this is my path, that is their path. So I focused on one thing. I will be the highest and best version of myself as I release the weight in the layers and the stories and the false beliefs, my vibration, my energy, my life essence vibrated at a different level. 
But what will happen is as I did my work, people organically fell off. I think sometimes when you own your truth, it makes other people uncomfortable. I stayed so focused on being the highest and best version for myself and my my daughter that it just happened. But as I release toxic behaviors and habits, it's going to be natural that those who still want the toxic habits and beliefs feel uncomfortable in your presence. They don't know why. It's just an energetic thing. The more authentically you show up and do the work and live with intention, the most magical alignments happen because you are energetically vibrating at that which you wish to call in. It can't happen until you make new choices. You do your inner work. You clear your old stories. That's why I love this whole, the work you're doing in the world and helping women own their stories, share their stories. And hopefully, if the stories are weighing them down, heal those stories. What do you say to women who say, my my story doesn't matter? I have heard that so many times. A lot of women don't see the value in themselves or they've been told their voice doesn't matter. Every woman's story matters because it's through storytelling that we can inspire, empower, and support another woman who, like me, that day, spring day, in a car sitting there alone, was thinking that there was no nothing possible for me. It was reading other women's stories that following year in an anthology, Chicken Soup for the Soul, remember that book? That reading those stories got me through that first year of transformation. So today I go, you know what? You're here to share your stories. Your stories have the power to support another woman and see believing in possibility and not giving up. And there's so much truth when a woman when a woman shares a story. It's like this deep, intimate connection. As they write their story and look at that one pivot point that they're writing about, what happens every time is the emotions and old stuff that may still be there comes to the surface for them to heal. And they're always amazed by that. And then the beautiful part is, as you find out from the work you're doing, when that story is sent out in the world, you can feel the truth. You can feel the hope in a story. Um, As you, I'm sure, feel, both of you, when you're reading what the stories posted on sayitforward.org. And when did you start to begin believing that your story mattered? I got a job and I heard If you stay here, your soul is going to die. I left that job and my whole family going from being a welfare mom to you're leaving a job with health insurance benefits and this. But my soul knew I took $2,400 sharing and started a business. It was an upscale consignment shop for women and children. Why did I do that? Because when I was a welfare mom, consignment shops helped me get office clothes for my job. And I'm like, oh, it's so empowering. Because I did that, and it was highly successful within 18 months, I started winning business awards. I started speaking in women's shelters. And this is the day I discovered the power of story. Mm-hmm. This is the day that I knew story has the power to support other women. And these are women who had it so much rougher than me. Many of them had been incarcerated, had addiction problems, had no support from family, which broke my heart because I always did. And they were in various community support programs so they could either try to get custody of their children back or get a job. There was this one woman just leaning back in her chair, 
And so I'm sharing my story. I said, do you have any questions? And she raised her hand and she says, you're going to stand up there and tell me that you don't wish all that stuff that happened in your life didn't happen. I just saw um, a dry erase board behind me and I drew a curly haired stick figure. And I said, okay, let's look at that because that's shame. I was a runaway. So I erased a little bit of my stick figure. Oh, I was a single welfare mom at 22. Let's erase a little more. Queen of self-sabotage, childhood trauma survivor, you you name it. And I started just erasing part of the little stick figure. And everyone's watching. And I said, if I erase or smother all aspects of who I am and what I've lived through, then the woman you see in front of you today would not exist. Everyone got very emotional. Then I lost track of her. And then as I was coming to a close, she came up to me and just said, you saw me. She needed those words Mm -hmm. that we have got to stop carrying the shame, the labels of our stories. Our experiences are not who we are. My childhood trauma is not who I am. Those are just labels that others have given us. So that moment, that day is when I knew the power of storytelling. And then after that, I was speaking everywhere. It was the one way you can connect with another human. And when you share from truth and vulnerability, it allows someone else to heal another layer of themselves. How can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? Well, one of the ways is writing. Whether you write your story for the Say It Forward blog, whether you write for yourself. To me, getting your words on paper or getting your words on the platform is a powerful way of releasing. See, we carry our stories almost as wounds. It's like up this heaviness. But as you start speaking it, writing it, and I know not everyone has a platform. That's why it's so important what you are all doing. Share that story in any way that you can. When I first started sharing my story, I was still in the drama of the story, in the victimhood of the story, which is all known. That's part of our healing process. But when you can finally get to the point to tell that same story, whether it takes a year, five years, or 30 years, and see that it isn't a victim story, it's a warrior story, it's a goddess story, you are still here, you are still standing, you will feel that transition. And I believe that the more we share our story, again, whether it's privately journaling, because some people aren't ready to share it, on sayitforward.org, it is critical because you will get to that place one day, as I did standing in front of those women and realize I am not those labels. So it was a healing moment for me as much as it was for them. Thank you so much, Linda. You shared some just powerful truths and just thank you for the passion that you have to inspire and empower women. And so thank you for being with us. And to our listeners, thank you for making the time to listen to this episode of the Power of Stories podcast. Linda, I am so grateful to you for joining us today. This conversation has been uplifting and inspiring. I also thank my dear friend, Yodit, with whom 
I share all of my stories. <laughs> and we also send our big thanks out to Lisa DeJavine, who is the co-producer and editor of the Power of Stories podcast. Linda, we like to leave the last word for our guests. So is there something you would like to say to our listeners? Remember the truth of who you are. You are not your stories. You are not the labels. You are so much more than that. But through storytelling, you will find your way to your authentic self. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend the Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.